Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Non-Essential Workers Podcast. You know what we do by this point. I'm Alex. I'm Aiden. I'm Jason. And this is my week after a brief hiatus to take care of technical shit and get seriously ill to uh, share with you some of the dumbest shit I've seen in a long time. So we can all be ill together. We'll start with our wild and out section. The Times has several uh, in this in this episode, it looks like. But to oh. start with, uh, our favorite paper has published something I feel like I need my Irish correspondent to explain to me. Dub the morning. Using science and Celtic wisdom to save trees, parentheses, and souls. <laughs> Diana Beresford Kroger, a botanist and author, has created a forest with tree species handpicked for their ability to withstand a warming planet. I feel like this related to the other story we did where the where the person was like, I'm a geologist and I love God or something. Yeah, they're 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 mowing lawns for God. What is this farm wisdom bulls? Celtic wisdom. By the way, she's not Christian. That should be made clear. No, I know. I'm just She's pagan. Wait, what? She's an Irish pagan. Yeah, that's that's the the feel I got from this headline. She's a Harry Potter character? Yes. But without the humor. She's planting mandrake roots that can survive like nuclear annihilation. So there's what? There's a few thousand pagans left still practicing the traditions from the authentic tradition. Then there's like a million people who are trying to rip them off for uh, hot topic reasons. But like, she seems legit. She's like 80 in the sense that this was actually something she believed in. But my, my question is, what is... One, why? Like, why should we care about an old lady making a hand-picked forest that's just going to get flooded and die? And two, like, what is this... Is this like they can't handle real news? Like, let's cover some random bullshit that we would never cover normally so we can feel good about ourselves. What, What is this? This might be the least relevant story. I, in I, like, I know she's, she seems to be drawing on, on quote-unquote generational wisdom, but Ireland, yes, used to be covered in, in almost all forests, but it's, at this point for decades, it's been extremely deforested. There's not that yeah. much forest left on Ireland, so for this to be the the um, the place of divine epiphany to occur is is interesting to me. But then again, um, you know, Celts get it done, I suppose. By the way, I think she's actually Canadian. Oh, she's just she's of do- Irish descent. She's doing Celt face. Fantastic. Yeah, one, this I one mean, she neat- is Celt. Like she is Irish I, descended, I but I think she's living in it. <laughs> this I'm- one neat pagan trick to save the forest. Yeah, invented by a grandma. It's a fucking BuzzFeed article. Do better, New York Times or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't. Why is it, why was this public? I guess I guess just to to dis, like distract. I, you, I, you're I, the I, dog who's like everything's fine. His house on fire. Yeah, yeah, that's New York Times right now. They just they just have to do interest pieces pieces character what, interest pieces. What's weird to me is that they're like science and celtic wisdom it's like you just pick one you need the power of both god and anime either she's doing it the right way or she's doing it a fictitious way what does it mean to say she's doing both she's doing the right thing than praying like what are they saying she's doing normal math and uh terrence howard math and getting the right answers <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's like that doesn't mean anything 
Because again, I got no, no, no like uh, intentional hostility towards traditional ways of doing things, but all the traditional ways of doing things that prove to be correct are now regular ways of doing things. But see, you can sell it because she's saving the, doing the science of saving the trees and doing the bullshit of saving the trees' souls. And so when you add one plus zero, you still get one. So you're still getting the right answer of like doing good science, but people can feel better about all this bullshit. I mean, I didn't read this one. I only read like a paragraph or two, but it, it seemed like she was doing some sort of Wiccan, like plant shrubbery selecting rituals to determine the future of green energy. And I was like, right, so she's that can't be doing any, like that can't be a real thing in any scientific field. A whole big nothing burger. Yeah. I mean, she's done a ton of work in a green respect that seems to be legitimate, but it seems like half of it's that and half of it's just gibberish. And I don't understand why the gibberish part is being given the time of day. Because, because the scientific community is so flabbergasted at how unseriously they've been taken. Like, I guess we'll try magic. Maybe they'll take our magic series. Yeah. This is the first sorceress of the green energy movement. God, I'm so upset. You know, maybe she does have the truth. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Irish shamans were yeah. driven into hiding by British imperialism. And they're finally creeping back out there descendant witches well they're, they're depicting her as like get a fix from asterix like like she's this celtic druid who's like cutting mistletoe in the wood and is gonna yeah. save global warming. it's like even the romans killed them like what the fuck are they gonna do against like sitgo it's just like <laughs> it's just like come on this is this is they, they lost to people with sandals who were five feet tall short kings anyway yeah this is the, this is the revenge of the short kings from the last week oh my god this i this is a whole expose yeah, it is. It's enormously long. It's one of the reasons I was like, I'm not reading this. Yeah, they're out of their minds. This is wild. Let's see what other depths they can dig. There was some insane There's a quote that's like, everyone used to not believe me because I was insane, and now they're coming around. I'm like, are they? Well, they are just humoring her. One reporter, I guess. I mean, I always wonder, like, when you hear about things like this, people like this that are, you would think, engage in really obscure stuff somehow she had the connections to get in contact with the new york times or uh, trust me it's not that hard oh yeah but i mean i've tried to get op-eds published there back when i was even slightly less cynical and it did not happen so no she's not trying to get an op-ed published she's just an insane person that they found but like which is an interest piece it's weird because she's halfway between like a cat lady and like a genuine e ecologist so she's in that perfect like intersection where they can do a human interest story that gets attention without saying like you picked up a homeless person to do it like you know like they, they found someone who's bizarre and also technically credentialed which i think well you didn't know that 95 percent of homeless people have degrees in botany so yeah i mean jokes on you you're not getting careers with it usually so sadly uh sorry guys made up sad, by the way i have to step away for a moment my dad locked himself out of the house what all yeah. right, sure. I'll back in nice. This is staying in. Staying in. I'm not going anywhere. The article had the tone of like, like again, I, I only read the beginning, but it, it had the tone of like, what have atheists done? Like, once again, it was like, we dismissed this beautiful woman and her Celtic wisdom. And it's like, did, did we? Didn't like everyone? <laughs> no, no one dismissed her. She's not a person who made a public appeal. Well, it's like she was trying to get published for a long time. She didn't get published till she was like in her fifties. It's like, yeah, because she's she's publishing this in scientifically valid. It's not it's not about like religion. It's, the well, fact that it's her religion is a separate issue, right? This is what so bothers me. 
People think that if their science is bad, it's the scientific community's fault. Nah, bitch. If it wasn't re- rep- reproducible and verifiable, it ain't science. Right. It, like, whether or not that's your religion is a secondary question. The main issue that only, like, in the academy or in sciences anyone gives a shit about is can you prove it's true? It's, it's not a mystery that all those scientific wackos out there who think they're doing science, who can't get published, make their own fake journals and just get published there. Now, That's someone who thinks opportunities like, for people to do that. Someone who thinks God is telling them to plant like fifty pine trees a day. It's like, all right. I mean, if that's what it took you to do it, more power to you. But like, you're not going to convince people in a scientific community that that's a real thing. Just it's that not you even did that. for a weird reason. It's that there's some kind of secret combination of plants that'll d- d- reduce global warming. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that may even be true, but she has to prove it. She can't no. just assert it. No, it's not true. But the, the nature. No, is- no, I, I don't mean like. You know the Wiccan combo. I just mean like certain plants might be more efficient than others. You know. Yeah, it's called nature. It's called evolution. Evolution figures out what's going to survive and not. I mean, the reality though is also that like the ocean accounts for the vast majority of photosynthesis. <laughs> like, there's a lot of stuff that we don't think about when it comes to e- e- ecology. That is, yeah, not... we're fucking up the ocean worse than we're fucking up. Forest. Yeah, like stopping the pollution of the ocean is actually probably the single most important part of maintaining like our oxygen levels. And, and... you know, uh, side note, I found a really interesting. Um, I mean, Europe just does everything better than America. So I was watching this, including me, fascism. Well, sure, but I'm talking. Well, I'm kind of. Yeah. So let me explain. Getting sidetracked. So uh, there's like this g- European gun, um, like you know, all the gun uh, like events that go on in America. They have like a big event, event, and like a whole bunch of companies come. They show off all the new yeah. products. So yeah. there's one in Europe, but it, because it's like in Europe, it's by. And basically, it's run by all these, like, Czech and Italian engineers who are much more interesting. So, like, even they do even their evil funnier and interesting, more interesting than us. So, there's this uh, company called, like, Bio Ammo. And they're like, guess what? It's a big contributor to the climate problems is all the plastic we shoot out of our shotguns. Oh, my God. It's not biodegradable. So, this company has made biodegradable ammunition. It's really smart, actually. Was their tagline like "kill without any moral hesitation"? No, no. People generally do not do wage war with shotguns. Shotguns are almost all exclusively used for target shooting or hunting. Well, so, I didn't say kill humans. Look, people are gonna hunt. That's we're not. That's not changing. We can probably minimize waging of war, but you're not gonna have to stop people from hunting. The point is, they're 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 like environmentalists plus gun nuts, and it's a, an amazing combo. So they've got these shotgun shells that are made of, like, vegetables <laughs> that they've, like, smashed into pl- pseudo-plastic that degrades very easily. This is the, the Dutch MacGyver. And the mu- microbes can eat it. And even the even the bullets themselves are made of, like, some different metals and some alloys that can break down and aren't that hard. Like, it's really interesting. So people can sh- shoot their shotgun at the coming tornado and comet, like, in good conscience. But is it, like, a Whole food situation where they're going to, like, massively overcharge for this tech? No. In fact, the gun market's insanely competitive with ammo prices because of basically the ironically, the ammo market got hit by all this inflation stuff before almost every other market because of just horrible, you know, customer and and business behavior. But no, Uh it's it's relatively similar to normal ammo prices, which are all astronomical. It's just really funny watching these this like guy that's like you know european spokesman be like you know it's important shotgun ammo being de- degradable and the guy was like yeah i totally agree this is amazing sponsored by the dutch council on vegetable handguns this was funded by some government grant yeah uh, um what's that what's the crossover there though i guess like if they pitched it as like they want a world that they can keep shooting in 
<laughs> we can't shoot our guns if there isn't a planet to exist on. That's a good slip. Yeah, I guess yeah, they figured it out. Well, although I guess you could just be in space shooting and send yourself flying back. Even better. I'm gonna skip to my only other wild and out one that I think is worth sharing because it's it's kind of old at this point, but it's so fucking weird. From NBC News. Las Vegas bartender robbed at gunpoint was forced to repay bosses stolen money, lawsuit says. And I read it and it's actually completely it's true. He had to pay back four thousand dollars and then when he was done they fired him. Was he proven to be an accomplice? Nope, he had nothing to do with the crime whatsoever. What? Apparently he had accidental like the boss had slipped something into his contract without him realizing it, which was something like, if you get robbed, you owe me the money. That's illegal. You can't do that. Yes, it is. What? Oh. Yeah, but, but this you're acting like this already happened. No, no they're just suing him, and they're going to lose. Like, this, this, can't lose, this lawsuit can't win. It's, it's No, he's already paid the money. He's trying to sue to get it back. Why would he pay the money? Because he, 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 he took it out of his wages. Oh, it's been stolen from him. He's, he was wage thefted. Oh, so he's And the boss's okay. argument is that I made him sign a contract that said I could do that. Yeah, this guy's an idiot. This boss is an idiot. So I don't know if it's been resolved yet, but he, he has to win the lawsuit just to get his money back. Right. Well, no, he'll, he should win, and he should win tremendous amounts of damages. So That's He funny. should. I don't think he will because it's America, but he should. Absolutely not. The, the boss can't do that for that kind of financial crime. I don't well, know. He's done it already. We'll see if he gets the eighth blow. No, well, yeah. Yeah, he did it in a way he already had control of, which yeah. is wage garnishment. But I, I just want you to imagine that you're one of the people who works at one of these, uh, you know, relatively small businesses, and and almost every other case, the, the person will be like, "Hey, your life's not worth it. Just like, pay, you know, hand over the register. You'll the insurance will cover it, and they'll catch a the guy later or whatever." And it's like, no, shoot me because I can't afford to pay this back. Like the incentives for this are to basically die for your manager. This is, this is a great new line you can use. You're like. You're you're a cash register guy, and the and the guy comes with a gun. You're like, guys, man, my credit won't be able to handle this. Like, please go rob another store where they, where they don't have, go, you know, gouging horrible policies. But it's like standard procedure. Even like the police understand that it's like standard procedure that if someone's trying to rob you and you're a cashier, you know, you're you're a cashier. Yeah, just give the money. You just give them the money because otherwise you get killed. But the money's supposed to be insured. Like yeah. the whole reason you have a business license and operate a business is that like you're protected from shit like this. I can't wait until the lawsuit reveals that it was insured and the guy's double dipping. Oh my god, fuck this dude. Fuck CEOs. Some, something like that, yeah. Bosses will try and get away with anything just because they feel like a boss. Can you imagine your wages being garnished because you got robbed? It's, it's just like, hey, you had some trauma? Wow, here's some more. Did people watch Andy Sandberg's Like a Boss unironically? What is happening? Like yeah. Fucking wild. Oh, Insert salt into wound. Yeah, and, and some and some lime and some whatever bullshit that he would make. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's making a mojito. Margarita yourself. Welcome to Margaritaville. So that, those are the most insane ones, but we're still kind of in that ballpark. And as we transition from wild and out to change my mind meme uh, articles. Whatever happened to that guy? I think he's still dying slowly. I was freaking out about his gender identity or something. That really missed opportunity to make a Nick Cannon pun when we were talking about guns. <laughs> Get him next time. Yeah, it's you know, there's still time. Nick Cannon. Hey, didn't he host Wild Out? 
Yeah, no, it's Jewish building. Uh, from the Guardian. Too many references. Clyburn, Supreme Court nomination of Katani pra- Brown Jackson. Beyond politics. Nice. We've gone beyond. But I. But this doesn't tell me where is this from. Uh, this is from the Guardian. I don't understand. Is this? Does this mean he's like I'm going to vote for her because this is bigger than politics? Or it's, like this is such an outrageous affront to what the Supreme Court's supposed to be that this has gone beyond politics. It's the what former. It's it's someone who literally like nominated her, and he's like, "You have to uh, let her onto the court because this is beyond politics." The Supreme Court is no longer political. <laughs> how does the how does the Guardian have the gall to just say Clyburn without telling us who that is, like U.S. Representative Jim Clyburn or something? Oh, you don't all know this person by their last name? <laughs> oh, he's not God. Katanji Brown Jackson. That's I mean that's the blackest name you could come up with. I mean, I like it. It's certainly in the vicinity. It's got Brown and Jackson and like a Africanized. Yeah, it has, right. It has it has both direct African references and and African. But this African. this feels like uh, the guy who wrote West Wing like wrote that name. But yes, yeah, so they're talking about James Clyburn, who's a South Carolina congressman. Is he a Republican or Democrat? He's a Democrat. Democratic. Oh, okay. But the point—the point isn't whether or not she's qualified. It's that in in an environment in which it's a six-three court already stacked tremendously politically, and the Democrats need to be pointing that out constantly to help fight it. He's trying to act as though the court isn't partisan, so that he can get his partisan person on. But but does this tell us anything about her actual politics? Not at all. Not from the title. <laughs> but like, you don't get worldview just by your identity. Your identity is crafted by your experiences and your like ideology so i it's you, this is so frustrating like the the, the the court didn't get more liberal because they put a woman on it she's a psycho religious like xenoph like you know uh zealot it got more conservative so just because she's black and a woman doesn't mean anything we can it means go off she's of, you know beyond politics we can go off of general metrics that like generally she's probably voted with the democratic party and she's probably educated so she's probably like a liberal, but that doesn't mean anything. There's two there's two possibilities, right? She, she has good politics or she has bad politics. If she has good politics, then you shouldn't say she's bad politics. You should say she has good politics. Right, but according to Clyburn, there's no um, politics. And, you, and, and we should be advocating that she gets on there because she's a force for good and there's six people who are explicitly on there to do evil. What? So that, that shouldn't be ambiguous to argue, right? And if she has bad politics, then what he's saying is true but bad, which is to say, despite being a you know, demographic that's been historically victimized and brutalized by the United States and other imperial colonial powers, she somehow joined them and has no problem with that, right? Like, so, so, so if it's that, then he's wrong. I mean, he's right in the worst possible way. What does he think the Supreme Court is for? It's a, you know, it's an American institution. It's venerable. Jurisprudence. <laughs> you just say it in flat keywords? Yeah, it just says, like, the words that make it sound... Yeah. Checks and balances. Uh, judicial review. Originalism. Yeah, just you just say some shit because you you're you know mainstream yeah. Democrat trying to make sure nothing yes, falls no, apart. No. Ipso facto, ergo concordantly. I mean, what is this bullshit? Because like the Democrats' job is to look at a fallen <laughs> country. It's, it's, it's to look at a fallen country that's like degenerating in front of their eyes and being like, it's still good, it's still good, and they they try to like staple it back together again. So like even as the Supreme Court has become you know, a, a completely captured right-wing institution, they're still trying to act like it's neutral so that they can maintain their talking points. It doesn't make any sense. I, I wish there was a way to physically convey how decayed and, like, destroyed our institutions are. 
if you're looking at an apple and two thirds of the apple is rotten and like fl fluffing off and like disgusting to the core and there's worms in it, you don't say, hmm, I'm going to take a bite of that apple. You either throw the whole thing in the trash or you excise what little you can salvage and consume that. It's just some bad apple. You don't save a, a, like a gangrenous wound. You don't save a thing that's been totally rotten to the core. You throw it in the garbage and start over. You get a new thing. The best way to fight cancer is to cover it up until it metastasizes. That's actually kind of true if you're a big animal. Did I talk about the cancer? Uh, we're not talking about that. In this show, in this one uh, yes, you, you have. You have. I love big For candy. humans, it is not true. It's true. And that's what we're dealing with. Not, we're not saving the whales here. You know who else isn't saving the whales? The whales. Of the pagan botanist? That's true. Another Peter. fucking bizarre change my mind type story from Raw Story. And this one's weird for a lot of reasons. They're going to say Ross Perot. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Democrats must be stopped before they're able to create happiness. Wait, wait what? Huh? Everything is backwards about that. She, she sounds like a fucking chaos space marine leader. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's happening? I know she's incredibly dumb. But what the fuck is she trying to say? Was this another, like, slip-up? She meant to say, like, create fascism or something? I think what she was trying to say was win over the voting public with temporary fraudulent uh, joy. Like, some sort of... some sort Like, of Opie changing... Bread and circuses or something. Even Sarah Palin said this better. Yeah. By, by presenting Obama as Hopi changing nonsense gobbledygook. Yeah. This is... She's the best pitch person for the Democratic Party I've seen yet. This is like a baby trying to talk. For like the second time ever. Yeah. The Democrats couldn't hope to be this good at selling themselves as she is selling them right now. And she's, I mean, she's still wrong, but none of the Democrats are even smart enough to say something like, we're here to create happiness for you. I, I, I don't know how she even does it. It makes me think that she's like a, you know, a deep operative. <laughs> she's, she's trying yeah. to help them. But I just, I mean, let's take this seriously for a moment. Let's take this, these, these words at face value. Okay. It is in our Declaration of Independence yeah. for the for every citizen to pursue happiness, and the government, a leader of government saying, "Nah, our, our jobs to create misery." What the fuck? What I mean, what has happened to a person where they're like, "Look, I'm nihilistic in some ways," but what has happened to a person where their stated objective is to not create happiness? Yeah, you're going to create happiness, and that's bad. You'll get credit for it. You have to stop the happiness police. Makes the country weak. Right, this is some Churchill shit. Or like, we have to go through suffering to be better, because God. It's like one of those catch on children who's like, fine, I'll be happy, but not because you told me to be. Yeah, but I won't like it. What? I mean, these these people live in such a, a, a like a, they're, they're, the world in their head is so distorted that they think we're, you know, we're trying to be mind controlled 1984, you know, Clockwork Orange, like convinced that we're happy. Yeah. No, we're trying to create actual happiness through like equality, equality and access to wealth and access to money and access to power, like to do the things you want in life. Something tells me Marjorie Taylor Greene's never listened to the old Ludwig van, though. It's so weird. Like, this isn't even conservative ideology. No, she's just an imbecile. Conservatives want to be happy, too. It's, it's, 
It's just that they're happy when like black people are on the ground and like bleeding out. That's what makes them happy. So like this is this is a very strange framing. She's she's openly identifying with like evil as a concept as opposed to implicitly. It's like explicitly. <laughs> Happiness yeah. is the problem. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I'm dubious of this quote because that's that is that's like a cartoon character. Are you it's telling like, me the media might have misrepresented someone? Yes, even someone as odious as her, like that. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I mean, was this a Popeye villain? I, I don't understand. I think Bluto wanted to be happy. He just wanted to marry Olive Oil. He just wanted to fuck. Yeah, he was just like an incel. <laughs> the first incel, giant Pluto. God, Olive's the worst. Is she? Yeah, well, no one's really a winner on that show. No, that's that show. That show deserves a 21st century takedown, but it's still. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, I I believe the quote. Because it, there's no really there's no stakes involved in believing it or not believing it, and also because she said such incredibly dumb stuff before. Yeah, this is not even like the fifth dumbest thing she said. Sure, yeah. but what does it mean? It's not even my favorite thing. I, like... I mean, she had a pulpit like like Pol Pot or like Mussolini swing your hands like they want to create happiness. Oh, this is some Gorka shit. Yeah, she actually has an advanced philosophy about how how happiness is the is the soul death. Of she have a dentist system of like happiness leads to. It's pure ideology. Right? What is happening? The Jedi. She been like accidentally listening to Zizek. Oh my god! A conversation between her and Zizek would be so incomprehensible. I wouldn't be able to understand what either of them were saying for different reasons. I mean, no, that conversation already happened. Jordan Peterson had a conversation debate thing with Zizek. It was yeah. That sounds like it was productive. It was not. (laughs) Rest assured, it was not. Pikachu. Yeah. It's almost like you can't both be trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you are other ends of political spectrum trolling. Um, yeah, this one was just so fucking stupid. But we're not done yet with that kind of shit. <laughs> and our last, uh, basically just trolling article. <laughs> Very good. And of course, it's the Times again. We live in. I came to college eager to debate. I found self censorship instead. Stop it! Stop so, it! So even Stop. even before we start, self censorship. Self censorship isn't censorship. Censorship means coerced to not share your view. If you're realizing, oh, it was uh, the thing I was saying is dumb. And you've decided to change your mind about your behavior. You're not being censored. I don't even think she meant to say that. I think she meant to say, well, you know, external censorship, like someone else was censoring her in the classroom or something. No, she's trying to say, I, like chilling effect. Like what is yeah, she saying? She's trying to say my views are so odious that when I tried to share them, people's disgust was so palpable that it gave me social embarrassment. So I stopped sharing my views and lied about my real worldview. And that's self-censorship, and that's somehow not my fault. I got social anxiety because I was different, and so I stopped talking. I get social anxiety because I'm probably a fascist. And well, hold on, we'll get like to that. that. We'll get to her actual politics in a moment. It doesn't matter what her politics are. I, I'm as like insanely left-wing. I discovered a lot of that was verifiably, like, that worldview was consistent with reality in college. And I got more extreme in college, and I had more debates in college. 
Like, yes, for, maybe maybe that is not the norm anymore. But I went to college. I had ideological debates with people. Yeah, and old that, man, Jays. <laughs> and that ensured my worldview. That actually crystallized my worldview, verified it with real data that I was able to look up at an academic level. But how did you get past the pure communist lineup of your faculty? Like all colleges have yeah, in I, I don't know. Maybe they weren't communist. And I was at a yeah. premier school for politics. And guess what? They weren't communists. You have to really fucking work hard to find an actual left-wing professor these days. I'm sorry. So even, even besides that problem, even besides the fact that she's saying self-censorship when she almost certainly means something more serious than that. Um, this is in the same paper that just published like the Wiccan environmentalist. So something tells me that your insane personal beliefs are not going to stop you from getting major media attention. But she's not trying to be a hermit like the Celtic, Svelte Celt or whatever. Like, she, she's saying, why am I not being socially accepted with my odious views? It's the same as that Atlantic article where it's like, why is it so hard to make friends in midlife? It's like, oh, because you're a psycho rag. But wait, there's more. She's also lying. Uh -huh. Surprise. <laughs> so she, I, I read a bit of this one because I was like, we've seen this a million times. What's different? Um, so she presents herself as a liberal Democrat throughout the whole piece. Is, is this going to be like the, why is, why is no one in London date Tories? That is exactly oh, oh, what no, it's no, like. no, no, I'm a Lib Dem. Oh, it turns out you're not. She presents herself as a liberal Democrat in an American context. Oops, she writes for a reason. Oops, she's a right-wing libertarian. <laughs> right, right. The entire thing was a fraud. The entire thing. It literally took me 30 seconds to establish that. How long did the New York Times research it? Guess less than that doesn't matter it, the title alone fits what they're trying to sell sure but like you wouldn't say this person's political view is different than they said it was because she's a propagandist and she's lying but the title didn't say what her political view is at all no but the body does and it claims that she's based she's claiming that she's like you know uh uh fucking pete Buttigieg or like hillary clinton person and she's actually an Ayn rand person yeah but the democratic party is not libertarian so being a so, libertarian is already out of the norm. I know. That's my Even point. Even less libertarian like most people. Even besides the fact that. this girl literally looks like Ayn Rand, which should tip you off. Even besides that. It shouldn't. Uh, it's fucking... No, I don't mean like by genetics. I mean by affect. Like this person has chosen to style, oh, like, look them, to style themselves like that, uh, which suggests who they're thinking of themselves as and what their heroes are. Yeah, like they're blatantly lying about what their politics are and what their position is right up front to, a, to the biggest paper in the country and they can't be bothered to correct that. I read so much Ayn Rand in high school and that shit fell apart for 16-year-olds. Yeah. So shut the fuck up about self-censorship. Self-censorship means you have the good ability to self-control when you to, to stop spewing dumb shit when the opportunity presented itself. You can't get away with being socially liberal and fiscally conservative in America. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I read this article because it was going around the, the internet and yeah, yeah, it's incredibly stupid. Um, and she is in fact completely misrepresenting herself. I mean, she has like a bunch of links in, in this article, you know, sources and citations mm -hmm. and like half of them are two things that she's written that she like in the article, the link text is like, even though I'm a good person because I fought for civil liberties and for for black people during the the riots and articles like you should carefully talk to your family at thanksgiving if they're being offensive just i i'll i'll, I'll we don't need to dwell more on her on her quote unquote credentials i mean she's a senior in, in college she's not exactly a mover and shaker though obviously Wait, what is like a 21 year old 22 oh my god well, she obviously knows people together. In, 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 well, I was about to say, she obviously is uh, descended from someone if she's already working for reason. Which, 
makes a ton of sense because she's right, she's right in the media pipeline. She's the least censored of anyone. Yeah, yeah. she's saying this in the paper of record. Um, All right, but... one more, one more thing. Yeah, that's just oh, yeah. the general point that uh, bad ideas shouldn't be given oxygen. There are bad ideas and there are good ideas, yeah. and they happen to align with with the political spectrum largely or almost entirely because that's the way that we've constructed things. So that can be twisted and misrepresented. But if a psychoconservative professor is saying that they're being censored and that they're feeling uncomfortable and the things that they're being censored about are that trans people shouldn't be allowed on campus, well, they're lucky they're not, they're not tossed in a fucking well. Yeah. Or that like the Holocaust happened or that like the <laughs> yeah. world's not going to overpopulate so we need to like gas Mexicans or whatever the fuck they're insane eugenicist shit is because like the stuff that actually gets you censored which is very very few things is basically just hate speech which is like okay yeah that should be censored go fuck yourself yeah what do you got jason i was i'm trying to think of how to even a steel man argument here meaning strengthening their argument as strong as it can be let's say this was a genuinely left-wing person let's which is say what i was hoping it would be right. just because it's a fucking let, change of pace let, let's say they were serious let's say they were misrepresenting themselves if you are in a classroom or an academy or a, or a, a library or a, you know, a, a debate setting and your ideas fall under scrutiny, you have to defend them. If you don't defend them adequately, you've fucked up. No one has fucked you over. No one is messing with you. It's not projection. If you can't defend your ideas, you need to learn how to defend them better. But she said something in class and people were uncomfortable. So she can't say it, I guess. That's literally her argument. No one actually censored her. She felt uncomfortable because she noticed that they were uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable isn't censorship. Un discomfort is not a sin. It is not yeah. an, a, a, a thing that must be avoided at all costs. Oh, this is where it gets really insane. They're basically people who take this insane position of like ultimate trolling about uh, cancel culture. They, they actually want to restrict your right to have an affect based on what they said. So, like, if you if you get upset or angry or confused or hurt in any way based upon, like, hateful speech, you're the problem <laughs> instead of saying, like, why are you using hateful speech? Like, you can't say something and go, you can't have a reaction to me saying it. I mean, no one's, like, mu muzzling you. They're just, like, responding emotionally, naturally to when you say something insane. But it's also not just have reaction. It's you have to respect my reaction, but I do not have to respect yours. Exactly. It, it's always heads I win, tails you lose. It's always entirely one-sided. This girl who's 22 says, I, no one liked me on co in college because I'm a psycho, even though I have a cushy job lined up at a, at a stink tank for the yeah. rest of my life to make six figures every year for the rest of my fucking life for writing total drivel. I'm the one being oppressed. Shut the fuck up. Or, or don't, but, like, you can't complain that you shut the fuck up when you're published in the Times. It's just the reality. You, you could not be less censored. You have an enormous outspoken mouthpiece, whether it's in an extremely large, financially uh, stable career in a, in a think tank, or if it's in the biggest paper in the country. You clearly have more media access than almost anyone does. So to say that you are in any way restricted is completely absurd, which is the entire problem with the whole, like, cancel culture. Right panic is like the people who are saying that they're canceled have some of the biggest audiences it's for the most reach right. of anyone in the world and it's also created a new cottage industry it's like i was talking about with the with the you know you can't get your religious mumbo jumbo published in a scientific journal so yeah. they make their own religious scientific journals there is now a cottage industry of people who said they've been canceled by media and popular culture and so they create media around being canceled
So but, you're not yeah. being canceled then if you've created your own fucking silo and you create your own platform. So not not only are, are they not being canceled because they're very clearly in access to tremendous, uh, tremendously wide ranging, wide audience uh, places to speak. Their their whole argument is basically like I feel emotionally wronged. And they should. This. And the only thing they're complaining about is other people feeling emotionally wrong. They should feel emotionally bad for their shit t- worldview and shit takes. Wh- which is it, right? Like, do we care about people's response or not? If we if we say that, like, emotional damage, essentially, you know, like, feeling fragile or feeling whatever is a real thing, then you need to shut the fuck up because your hate speech is bothering people. And if it's not a real thing, then shut the fuck up because you, we don't care about your emotional issues. Or even if it's not hate speech. If you're a, if you're just like a sh- normal libertarian and your argument about roads and taxes event like immediately falls flat as a paper tiger, yeah, guess what? You have bad arguments. You're sitting it you, or change you, your views. You can't say I need a safe space because of how upset I got when people talked about safe spaces. You you need to pick one of those options. No, they just want a right wing safe space. They want it to be the old days where the right wing were the only people listened to. They had all the respect and the, they didn't just have the money and the power. They also had the respect. Because it's the fucking Godfather. So they have, they still have access to the money and power, but what do they crave more than anything? They crave the respect. And she's upset that she isn't getting the respect that fucking, you know, that d- d- douchebag debate Gordon Vidal had. She wants the respect. What, Buckley? Yeah, she wants the respect that old school conservatives got, even though she still has all the access to the streams of money and power. Yeah. But she can't have what she wants. Which is think, respect. This is like this is like listening to someone from like the fifties being like, "I just watched a black and white couple kiss and it made me sick. I, I can't even right now. I need a I need a you know a safe space." It's like you cannot be reactionary and appeal to these like progressive niche things that you mock in the same sentence and be taken even remotely seriously. This makes you think she is more like a Democrat because this is the Hillary move. Well, it's the it's the far right Democrat thing, which is indistinguishable from the right wing thing. Which yeah, is to to puppet a propaganda. You know, this is what Hillary did to, to Bernie. Like, oh, yeah. he's the bad one. He's the one who's hurting my feelings. Yeah. Oh, d- 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 don't don't listen to the fact that I'm evil. Yeah. What do you got to do? Just just two closing things for for my part in this, and that's one. Yeah, she. I mean, I I also looked her up after that, and yeah, she in turns and, and uses this to bolster her argument, evidence and sourcing from Fire, the Foundation for Individual Rights and in Education, which is a Koch and Bradley Foundation. Oh, great. Extremely right, right wing. That might uh, actually be worse than reason. Yeah, nonprofit. Um, yeah. And second, uh, on a later note, also maybe you, you were ostracized because you came to college to argue with people. It's as supposed to learn. Yeah, it's a normal thing to do. I also knew debate obsessed people, and they were very obnoxious, and t- tended to have small in groups for a good reason. I also knew plenty of debaters who were, who were nice people, but. She certainly doesn't give off the vibe of someone that you could get along with easily. I was I was on the college debate team, and there there were a few kinds of people there, right? There were some people who are like putting in their times so that they could become a you know college de- you know a Democrat or whatever when they yeah. got out of there. There were people like who in the machinery, yeah, they wanted to just kind of learn how to do lawyer shit so that they could become yeah. a politician, senators in training, yeah, uh, and, and and similar to that was like the people who wanted to become lawyers and, and all that. And then you had the people who were just like, I'm bored and I need a social activity. And then you had the people who were like, uh, you know, looking to like score friends and contacts and just network through it. And then you had the real psychos who were like, arguing is the only time I feel alive. That's right. They, the they were just come. there to scream at people. And I was like, all right, that's this isn't really normal or sane in any way. 
like I like doing it because I had friends who did it in high school and it was just like a fun activity to do because it was like smart people arguing about complicated things. Yeah. But there were, the people who were there were like, if they weren't in one of those more boring humdrum kind of categories, then they were usually insane. But and they also, were just like, I'm here to scream. Arguing is, is underrepresenting what debating actually is. It's learning other people's positions. It's learning how to defend a position. It's learning how to make counter arguments. Like it's not just arguing because you're mad. It's, it's learning. Oh well, yeah. It's a combination of, of, conversation and learning and so yeah i mean once again it's not like i went around college all i did was debate people not in fact it happens probably less than you think you go there to learn if you're asked about your view you then defend it like it's it's not that complicated it's not that unreasonable for people to defend their positions if, if their positions have been articulated or asked about well and also it's really just a quality of your ability to debate that you don't offend people because there's ways to say evil things very politely and there's ways to say good things very poorly like Barack Obama exists. He did almost <laughs> pure evil, and everyone loves this motherfucker because he was so elo eloquent and erudite and scholarly about it. But it's, it's like if Dick Cheney was like, "Why does no one like me?" It's like, well, because you're Dick Cheney. Like, because you weren't the face; you were the heel. Like, you 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 have the evil ideas. You you you're like intelligent enough to put them in together, but like you're not a, a charismatic individual. You're not someone who convinces people of these evil things. You're just kind of planning them in the shadows. So she needs to go work in her think tank and go plan evil from the shadows like she always intended to and shut up. Like, because she's not good at it then. I don't know what else to say. Get good or, or get out. But stop trying to blame other people for your being bad at the world. Yeah. Like, just again, there's tons of, there's tons of good manipulators and liars who could have said the same exact shit and got away with it. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it, this is why the right wing is obsessed with arguing about college. Because they're they're salty. They've lost the battle of ideas. Yeah. Now, the left has also lost the battle of ideas out of sheer numbers and like will and resources. They're, I think their ideas are correct, but like the battle has been lost at the colleges. Colleges are run by elite liberals who hold a lot of the same you know, financial views as conservatives. They're not. Yeah, not they're as, held by classical liberals right, right, right. who have typically exactly her politics without realizing it, which is economic, fiscal conservatism and social progressivism. But they're backlash. Which is to say that they'll give you things that don't matter for their bottom line. Right. Conservative backlash, though, is not to let's try and convince a, a groundswell of people that we're all being fucked. It's no. Give me a cushy job and let me, let me feel special. Yeah. If anything, I think what they're angry about is that they've won, but they have, they're not special as a result. Right, because they don't have the respect. Because like being, being a social conservative is not really respectful these days. You're typically thought of as, a, as like a crank if that's your only thing. Yeah, you go to a bar and other 22-year-olds laugh you out of the bar because like we don't, I don't date yeah. Republicans. But if you're a fiscal conservative, then everyone's a fiscal conservative unless you're in this like marginalized left-wing contingent or, or depoliticized because you're so dis despairing. So there's nothing to make you unique or interesting. Right. So if you're a conservative, what do you run on? Right. If, if you're a conservative, it means you're a social conservative. And that is disgusting. Yeah, because if you're a regular, if you're a fiscal conservative, then you can just run as a Democrat. Or you're like just you, or, you, or not even run as a Democrat. Just be a normal person. Most well, people yeah, you hold, can run your life as a Democrat. Most people have these views like, I don't want to I don't want to spend money on tax. I don't want yeah. Medicare. Medicare. Like, most people have kind of not respectful views on, on how money should be used, yeah. how, and how economies function. But once again, they're much more buttered about the fact that they kind of lost the narrative about like, quote unquote, culture war concerns. Yes than they are about the fact that they've been victorious and the thing that actually mattered the most to them, which was taking total control of the economy and military and all that. So they run this so they run this eternal ideological crusade to win back the hearts and minds of people who they've betrayed. Which, of course, they're okay. never going to do. They're not going to win that because there's nothing left to argue there. It would never make any sense in the first place. You're not going to convince black people to get back in the chains. 
Yeah, really. You can only immiserate them further through law. Which they're, they're also doing, but that's a separate question. Right. What I'm saying is they're using their actual power to achieve their goals. They're not going to convince people to adopt their goals. They're well, going to have to force them through legal means and financial means. Maybe she just needs to listen to the pod, because now we're going to cover some people who are suddenly leftists and who, who actually figured out how, how to do that, despite having been reactionary this whole time. From Fox Business and then from CNN. Yeah, I just, I just want to preface this. I am not as offended by people who have come to leftism late. Everyone learns shit at a different rate. Everyone's a different age. People, it, it, the fact that you can admit you were wrong at some point is good. There's a lot of people who kind of like browbeat on who gets to be on the left. And you know what? I'm not here for it. So let's hear what well, these people e- even, say on the left. Even besides the fact that um, most of those people are not genuine in any such conversion, that's not actually what I'm talking about. It's mostly a joke. I know. I'm just saying, it, I don't view this shit as in-group, out-group. All that matters is good ideas being passed in the policy. So, from from Fox and then CNN are two articles about the same topic. I just wanted to get both for the frame of reference here. Italian authorities seize Russian-owned yachts, quote, you know, report. These are the latest seizures joining others France and Germany have done. And the other article is, Biden is vowing to seize Russian oligarchs' yachts. Here's where they are right now. So, all of these Western countries helmed by their unavowed, you know, unabashedly capitalist leaders and nationalist leaders are all suddenly fine with seizing the assets of billionaires. You tricked me. You Yes, you, I did. This isn't leftism. This is just anti-Russian shit. You couldn't sense yes, that's because... the joke. The dripping sarcasm. Yes, the joke is that they're suddenly willing to do left-wing things when it's framed as a nationalist conflict. But but suddenly seizing billionaires' assets because they're evil and supporting evil is fine as long as it's the kind of evil they care about, which is not just poverty or immiseration, but a nationalist conflict. Right, but see, I don't think they'd even consider what they're doing leftist. Of course it isn't. It's, it's, it's a left-wing policy for a right-wing reason. And it's not even that leftist to see. It's not, even, it's not seizing the means. It's just seizing their assets. Well, let's put it this way. Them. Let's put it this way. If, if, if Bernie Sanders was like, we need to seize the yachts of the oligarchs and, you know, Put them toward universal healthcare. It's like, well, yeah, then it would be like a center left to left wing. Yeah, position. But what I'm saying is, if you seize someone's yacht who's rich, they'll just get another yacht like in a few years. Yeah. If you seize their factory and you seize their bank account, they can't get another yacht in a few years when things could die down. Yeah, you have to seize the means of yachting. <laughs> but yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, even something as limited as taking the property and assets of the ultra rich who couldn't possibly spend or use it in any productive way for some positive end which is a very easy thing that anyone could have done at any time as evidenced by how quickly they're doing it now can only seemingly be triggered by national chauvinism and and war fever instead of just like that's the common sense thing you've done this whole time yeah because they need to wait until it's vindictive and ineffectual to do it yeah they did it you know as part of Brother Paul, it would do, it would do good, do actual good, which is not my goal. And they'll somehow try and frame it that this is like seizing red yachts. They're somehow going to convince themselves that these fucking plutocratic like oligarchs in Russia are 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 they're know, leftists, Soviet. of course. Yeah, they're, they're Soviet Unionists. Ridiculous. The oligarchs that we dismantled the Soviet Union and right, who were literally too. part of the White Army, uh, dismantling the Soviet yeah. Union from within. Who were the the far right vultures like tearing apart the flesh and body politic of the entire country? Right, um, those are socialists. Apparently. This is like this is like arresting the Tony Montana's, but like fucking Cuban communists. Like what? No, they're like, literally the opposite of that. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, I 
it was actually news to me that that there were those that there was any kind of illusion in any corners of of the political sphere that Russia was still com- communist. That Russia, that Putin was even still bandying that term around from time to time. It's it's just so unbelievable and so transparently false. It, it's bizarre to me. Like I, I like China. I at least get because like they're one of the things that they're famous for is like centralized economic planning and they're and pretending that they're communists. Yeah, pretending that they're communists. Exactly. It's it's part of their messaging. But yeah, Russia's just like blatantly been a, a oligarchy for for so long, or, or you know, autocracy. Yeah, because we designed it. In the fall, in the break of the Soviet Union, no, like, we have to no, make sure no, it's that way. It can't be possible. Well, and then, then there was the picking of winners and losers of who gets the. Yeah, like we we helped them engineer their insane privatization scheme where like 10 people became owners of all of Russia because of the horrible way that we parceled out public utilities in the break of the Soviet Union and basically created every one of these oligarchs. And we're like, this is fine. This is normal. This is a normal thing to have done is to turn all the assets of the country over to like 12 guys. And of course, now we're seizing their yachts, but it's like, they're like, what do you want? Like, you made us. Like, now you yeah. hate us? And have Putin basically steal it all anyway. Yeah. Who we also basically made because we were tired of Yeltsin drunking it up. So, like, well, oh, our investments turned out to be bad when we made a dictator and oligarchs. How could we have foreseen this? Um, yeah, really, really fucking wild that now we're suddenly having buyer's remorse once again. It always takes about 20 years. 20 years after we fund this strange Mujahideen bin Laden operation, it goes bad. 20 years after we basically restructure and fund this fucking Putin oligarch situation, it seems to have gone bad. But we never, we never like think twice about doing the next one. Some sort of hip-hop style Mujahideen. Yeah. Yeah, because it's always the common man and the working class that suffers. And they're not the ones in power. Oh. Why would you? Why would you introspect on the non-existent costs? No, but, you know. But before we even move on to this, because you said mentioned like earlier, like oh, they're, they're all still acting like it's the Soviet Union. Before the invasion of Ukraine, Putin gave a speech in which he fucking roasts Lenin for giving away Ukraine. I'm not even kidding. The entire speech was like fuck Vladimir Lenin and fuck the Soviet Union. That that was like half his speech. Because he said that Ukraine was Lenin's insane mental invention. Like he was trying to deny the what? historical. He was trying to the deny existence the existence of Ukraine. The existence of Ukraine as like a people for like four hundred yeah, years before yeah. that, or a thousand years, depending on which ones you're talking about. Uh, and he was just like Lenin invented it as like a Soviet socialist republic as a meme, as a prank. As, as a prank against me, man. <laughs> Lenin <laughs> would be rolling in his grave if he wasn't made of wax. Yeah, like Lenin would shoot this motherfucker himself. Like, acting as though he's like... Nah, he gets Stalin to do it. Well, regardless, <laughs> I mean, Lenin, Lenin killed some motherfuckers, too. Like, he, he was he was kind of a... He was a real G and also a sociopath in his own way. Yeah, but like, a bit of a monster, but... Yeah, like, he had plenty of leftist whack to he didn't agree with, and he had no problem doing it to the right. Don't but, blame me, I voted for Trotsky. But fucking, <laughs> like... Are you kidding? Like the people acting like 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 this is some sort of Soviet invasion. It's like he started it with a speech about fuck the Soviet Union. Like that, like I'm not even joking. Like that's literally what the intro speech to the invasion was. So anyone who paid attention to that knows better. But I guess they don't care. No. Yeah. Who- what was Bush's invading intro speech about? Like fucking dolphins or some bullshit? <laughs> Putinism is is neo communism. That's what he was trying to say. <laughs> imagine imagine if George Bush's starting speech was like the cowboys and Indians were the real villains. 
you know, it, we should have been giving land back to the indigenous peoples. And then he invaded. Like, what? Like, he, he's rejecting the very thing that he's famously associated with. So it, it just makes no sense. It, for, for Putin to explicitly reject the Soviet Union as the reason he now needs to do this invasion could not be a more blatant indication that he wants to be like a czar, not like a premier. Yeah. But they, no one seems to be picking up on that. Anyway, um, it's just, it's, I, I, I just want people to remember that we always had this option. We always had the option of seizing the yachts. We just weren't doing it. 100%. Uh, but there's more. Um, there's, there was a story recently uh, about another sudden turn. Uh, I don't know if this is a sudden leftist turn because it's already a left-wing country, but from Reuters, Venezuela frees two Americans after talks with U.S. That's nice. Which oh, turns out to be... Their new... Wait, no, they didn't have the new president. That's Chile. No, it's still Maduro. Um, they've, they've stabilized a little bit since the most extreme uh, chaos Inflation of the last they had, yeah. decade. Uh, and also the U.S. coup attempt and all the other shit, which they've managed to survive because it was laughable. But they let go of a couple of people, one of whom was one of the Sitgo uh, executives that they prosecuted for corruption, and another one was some other oil-based company. Is that why you mentioned Sitgo earlier? Yeah, I was on the mind because <laughs> I was reading about this. But What could be happening? The war relations yeah. Venezuela. Let me think. Venezuela and the U.S. are suddenly having a detente? Mm-hmm. Why could that have happened? It's not like 95% of their exports are petroleum. No. Mm. It's a turn to the left, as you said, Alex. Venezuela suddenly <laughs> got their act together, and the U.S. is here for it. Yeah, but see, for right-wing psychos, like, Biden's a fair socialist now. Look at him. Yeah. You want to deal with Venezuela to get our people back biden now believes in liberation theology he's a catholic it's proven <laughs> square the circle square the circle jack yeah yeah the next thing from taylor green is going to be he's trying to lower oil prices by giving us that bastard socialist oil, that bastard. <laughs> right we we only want good oil prices from good old fascists like saudi arabia and russia build a thousand ducks and fish we don't want it so i have a question yeah. how is the conservative how is the republican party handling this russia bad guys right now Oh, uh, we'll we'll talk about that. Because they seem to be kind of mum on the whole issue. Our, our next whole section is the Red Scare shit. We'll, well, we'll, no, we'll get well, to that. I don't mean the Red Scare. I mean the Republican Party in their, yeah, in their defending themselves and defending Trump from the Democrats. They're, they're not, they're not defending Trump. The vast majority are saying he was wrong to have in any way supported Putin and that Putin's a piece of shit. So yeah, the Republicans are pretty much one mind on this other than Trump. Forget the Republicans who are elected. Grassroots conservatives like Russia. They like That's, that's true. But that's because of Trump. So it's how are they handling this that. war where everyone's saying, no, 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 you can't like Russia right now? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But there's not, there's not a lot to, to say yet because that's still kind of being figured out by them. Okay. Um, but in, in this case, the, the reason I thought this one was interesting, even besides the fact that it's very obviously a self-interested way of getting oil now that we've sanctioned Russia, is that they still couldn't just like behave themselves for five minutes to set up their corrupt oil deal, um, which ironically is why these people were prosecuted in the first place. Because even though Venezuela freed these people of their own volition, uh, even though it was before their terms were up for their convictions on corruption charges, they're just like handing them to the U.S. as a goodwill gesture. Instead of being like, hey, thanks, Mac. Biden was still like, suck my dick, Mac. Like, I, I, w- I wish I was joking. Let me find I mean, the quote. But he, he definitely at least wholesale lifted sanctions as thanks, right? <laughs> I wouldn't count on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where's the... Hang on, let me find the article. <laughs> so, first of all, he refuses to recognize 
that it was actually Venezuela who released them. He just says, tonight, two Americans who were wrongfully detained in Venezuela will be able to hug their families once more. We're bringing them home, he said. Like we did a fucking SEAL Team 6 mission. To right. Like this is the uh, Iran. He gave no more details about the release. They were released freely by the Venezuelan government as part of a deal, probably. And they weren't being detained just because they're American. They're being detained for crimes. Right, they're being detained for crimes that if you believe in the concept of states and governments having the right to prosecute people with their legal systems, they were convicted of in a, in a corruption trial. Now, whether or not that's a legitimate trial, you can argue, but they, don't, they haven't proved it isn't. They're just, like, asserting it isn't. So not only did they not appreciate that this was, like, a goodwill gesture, they're actively denying that it was even them who did it. They're acting like it was an op. It was an op. Only American courts are legitimate, even though they're like the biggest clown show of the entire world. Yeah, so it's just, the Biden administration is not even trying to pretend like this is what it is. They're so afraid of being called liberal. Yeah. They were like, no, we'll out conservative you. But this is the other reason I put this in this suddenly leftist thing. It's like, now they're, now they're um, police abolitionists and prison abolitionists. As long as it's Venezuelan police yeah, it's Venezuela. <laughs> yeah, it's like, now they understand the concept that a crime... Um, can be fraudulently prosecuted and convicted, but only when it's an oil executive in Venezuela. <laughs> Must decarcerate Venezuela. Decarcerate CEOs who are convicted of corruption in Venezuela. Well, yeah, because that is the American norm. It's just, it's hilarious to me that they understand exactly what we're talking about, but they only want to apply it to like three people in the 1%. Uh, or arrest lawyers to trying to convict those Baby people. steps, baby yeah. steps. Alex. They'll yeah. get there. Imagine oh, not that. baby steps. We still haven't fucking freed the guy in New York City who was tried in a private court. Yeah. We can free these people. Yeah. Tony Stark can do this in a cave. <laughs> Basically, yeah. They could put a man on the moon. Can I, can I just share this? This I get Brian Regan on the same topic. Brian Wall, Regan, come on. Not Wall, Street Street Journal. Journal. <laughs> Wall Street Journal headline I'm on the same yes. subject, which just sounds like a confused like notes app wondering. Yeah, go ahead. From the editorial board, hostages for oil from Venezuela? Question mark. It's like a it's like a hint in a crossword puzzle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 like just vague enough that you kind of know what they're getting at, but you're not sure, so you have to piece it together. Uh, so it's almost like this is some sort of Iran Contra. There's some sort of dirty deal, and it's like, well, actually, everyone wins. They're like, shut up. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is the nine eleven of oil. You're well, saying no. it was a false conviction, and we're saying we need oil. Everyone doesn't win because we get Sitco execs back. Well, right, but like people who have been in prison for five years, which if we're if they say that they're unjustly in prison, right, then the implication would be we're getting people back from an unjust imprisonment and we get resources for it. So that would be an everyone wins if you took their. You're the executive of an oil company. You you have blood on your hands. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm, I have no doubt they do, especially because they almost certainly were one of the motives for the Trump coup. Like trying trying to free people uh, who are American citizens. I don't know if uh, I I don't know if I'd give Trump. I don't know if I'd associate that really with Trump. Well, let's put it this way: Trump made no bones about the fact that he was blatantly trying to overthrow the Venezuelan government, and he sent a fucking like SEAL Team negative six to do it because they fell apart the instant they got there. I, I don't. But I, once again, I don't remember the story well enough. I don't think he sent them. I thought they did of their own volition because they're psychos. No, he absolutely sent them. They they owned it like a month into it. Like, yeah, we fucked up. Uh, we we tried to overthrow Venezuela. It didn't work out too well. Good luck, fuckers. 
I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was a Trump administration botch job as they botch everything. Well, yeah, everything was botch. They're just fucking. What's that? Was that show? Like, there's like a botch. There's like a reality show on TLC about. Yeah. But classic the, botch. The fact that that was only 2020. It was like it's it's only been two years since they tried to blatantly overthrow the government, and this guy's like trying to do a goodwill gesture, and America's like, eat shit. So like, we're like worse than fucking like online shooter trolls. It's like you try to fucking assassinate this dude and overthrow his government. He gives you a goodwill gesture, and you still can't even say like, "All right, that was pretty big." Yeah, because we're because we can't ever say good game. It's just we're like we fuck you, mom. Like that's what it is. It's it's so fucking petty and embarrassing. We're the biggest, most powerful country on earth, and we wonder why we're losing our prestige. It's shit like this. Learn decorum. Like learn basic ways of doing diplomacy. You fucking idiots. Holy shit. I wouldn't do anything for the U.S. if I was a foreign government because they're not going to even give you credit. Speaking of which, the only thing that can apparently reform the U.S. is the U.S. And in a rare actual sort of left-wing thing in this section from CNN, Guantanamo detainee repatriated to mental health facility in Saudi Arabia after being tortured and held by the U.S. government for over 20 years. I'm laughing at the meth mental health uh, facility in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do about this. I can't even imagine what gets done in that place. But even besides the absurdity of trying to figure that one out, <laughs> CNN is openly owning that Guantanamo Bay is torture and uh, an illegal uh, hostage taking, basically, which is pretty big for CNN. Yeah, well, we're, pa- we're, we're past that stage of needing Guantanamo, so we can acknowledge it was evil. Like, if The Intercept said this in, like, 2005, they would have gotten in shit. Especially if they existed then, which I'm not yeah, but sure these days. But the point is, if, if like a left-wing publication said anything even remotely close to this during the war on terror, they would have gotten enormous grief. So yeah, but I, 20 I, years it's, old. It's, it's odd. It's just odd to see it. You can only admit after the fact. It's been declassified that it was evil, so we can all acknowledge now it was evil. We weren't allowed to acknowledge it then because it was super secret, hush-hush yeah. national security. Except all the people were not. <laughs> they were just told to shut the fuck up. Hush, hush. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Doing too little too late. It's still doing something, CNN. Oh, yeah. It should be mentioned of like the 47 people who were in Guantanamo at the start of the Biden administration. This is the second one who has been released. It's been uh, a year. Over a year. What do you think, what do you think the odds are that, that he was actually... From Saudi Arabia, that they just toss him to some random country. I don't believe he's from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, but Saudi Arabia will take him in. It was a place that we were allied with who said they would take him. That was Muslim. I think that's all it took. He's going to go to this mental health facility and get good food with Wahhabi sauce. Now, oh Got God, that's... got him. That's a good one. So it's, it wasn't terrible. It just hurt. But the 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 article claimed that he was going to go visit his family. Now, maybe his family is currently in Saudi Arabia, but I do not believe he was originally from there. I'm pretty sure they scooped him up in Afghanistan and were just like, this guy was going to do 9-11. He's like, I was. And then they, they <laughs> never... He's like a goat farmer. They never proved it in any way. In fact, they dropped the charges in 2008, which generally means they had no substance. And they're like, yeah, but now we abused him, so he might be a threat, so we're just going to hold him here for another 13 years. Good luck. Sorry. See you later, fuckers. Sorry we believe we turned you into a... Into a yeah. That scene from the last Batman movie where Bane just flies out of the top yeah. of the plane. It's 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 always incredible how hard America works to create terrorists. Mm-hmm. That's like our number one export against ourselves. We just, we're playing you know, risk against ourselves. Yeah, we like playing on hard mode. Hard mode is 
immiserating all the NPCs. Yeah, yeah what do we try to create happiness around here? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, anytime we walk to the Middle East and we saw something remotely suspicious, you see like the quick save button highlighted in Skyrim, and we're just yeah, we just start blowing up every civilian. Okay. That's that's the next thing. We we've gotten lethal aid. Next next one is lethal happiness. That's yeah, you have to release him before he finds happiness in a torture prison. All right. Well, I've dragged my heels on this. Let's talk about Russia. Oh, boy. Um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about here, so I've selected it just kind of down to a few themes. Let's start with the always sane British take on this shit from the independent.co.uk. Can we say it in a true female British voice? I don't think it's, I think it's, an, I think it's an old fat guy. So oh! I don't think they're British. Oh, I mean, Russia! And Whittacombe! Russia bombed a maternity hospital. Yeah, it's what the, I was telling you about. And the West let them do it. What? Huh? Had, <laughs> had Putin been faced with firm resolve before, he would not be pushing his luck now. Like a soldier with a bayonet. Bitch, are you for real? He we prods, the dirty wards. He prods the West and has found only mush. Fucking put your head in an oven. Like, literally last year, we bombed a maternity ward in Yemen or some shit. Like, what the fuck is this person smoking? That was a that was a tragic necessity of committing a separate why do Why does this person care about Ukrainian maternity wards as opposed to anyone else's? Because, they sell, better, because they sell better than, like, a tank being destroyed. Because they have to talk about something that you can't ignore. That's it. It's just a propaganda piece. But even besides the obvious, like, yeah, he certainly doesn't give a shit when the West does it. But um, how how would we have stopped him from destroying that maternity ward? One, you know, pray tell. Land war. Why are they slavering for this no fly zone? It's it. The, I don't know. It's nuclear war. Yes, they want to end the world. As I've said for the millionth right. time, even libs and Democrats want to end the world because they're These all fucking psychos. Are the two most heavily armed nuclear countries on earth if they start a conflict it could very easily lead to a nuclear conflict you know especially because russia has indicated that they're in possession of tactical nuclear weapons and they already have them armed and ready to use on the battlefield which the u.s would of course not tolerate we might actually take it from there to a full-on nuclear war how do they not understand that that would destroy britain do they not understand that Britain won't survive that just because it happens? The Queen's great. No, no, no. It's, Britain's not saying we should do anything about it. They're saying America should do something about it. But like that, if the U.S. and the Russia get into a nuclear conflict, it will not be fine just because you're a few thousand kilometers away. Once again, I will be the rightest person person on the pile of ash when it turns out the Democrats are just as committed to the apocalypse as everyone else. Like I told you. I don't think that they realize they are. I think that they're, they're like stumbling not. ass backwards into a nuclear warhead. Correct. And I never said they realize how apocalyptic they are. But they are, through their actions and their policies, they are just as apocalyptic as the right wing people think God's coming. Well, bear in mind, this is also a British guy. This isn't the Democrats. The Democrats have actually been remarkably timid about starting a nuclear war. Because they're afraid. See Biden, you know, not putting us on full uh, alert for nuclear conflict, even though Putin did. Yeah, but he would if he could. If no, he, he, felt, he could. He was asked to. He didn't. No, what I'm saying is if he felt comfortable or safe that he'd have the support and backing, he'd be. I think he'd be willing. I don't know. No, I really, I really don't think so. This is one of the only things I think he's doing right, which is he's listening to advisors who are saying Putin's just being like a menace. Don't let it escalate, which is one of the few things that's like a reasonable But how response. many more op-eds of losers not in charge telling him to bomb Russia is it going to take before he breaks? 
I guess we'll find out. But I'm just glad this piece of shit isn't in charge of anything. <laughs> or we would all be dead, basically. The gall to say the West let it happen. It, it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I mean, if, like, a Ukrainian said this, I, I would say, fine, I understand it. 100%. Yes, we could have stopped it. We can't. We shouldn't risk nuclear war, but you are literally seeing your, your family, your friends die. Your family, you know, your, your country torn asunder. Some fat British prick talking about this. Yeah, saying America's not good enough at empire. Take, Fuck take, off. Your fucking bayonet. Put it where the sun doesn't shine. Well, he's, um, just, he's just salty because he knows that the British don't have power anymore. So he's like, America, you're the new British Empire. Why can't you be good at it? And by good at it, I mean destroy everything. Because yeah, America's know, power is dwindling just as much. You know how yeah. we famously save foreigners, the British Empire? Yeah. Why don't you do what we did? Let's also put something straightforward. It is horrible and disgusting that Russia is attacking really anything. The oh, yeah, they, no doubt. If they were talking military targets, it's so bad. They shouldn't be doing this. The whole war is unjustified. We get it. No one that's never up for debate. We're not defending Russia. The point is, we're also not defending imperialism. You don't defend, you don't fight imperialism with other imperialism. Also, if the argument is civilian, especially, you know, infant or female or otherwise non combatant death is a strong motivator to intervene in a conflict, Britain and the US sure fucking dragged their heels in the Holocaust, didn't they? Well, yeah, let's, let's go from them. Russia lost tens of millions of people in World War II, and they were our allies. We killed a million people in Iraq. We killed hundreds of thousands of Afghanistan. We killed nearly a million in Vietnam. Our track record- Nearly is, a million? We killed 2.5 okay, million I, in I Vietnam. Was, I, I wasn't sure of the exact numbers. We, we have the worst track record of genocide since the Nazis. Right. I mean, it's, just, it's completely insane to act as though the West has ever prioritized civilian life and the life of the most vulnerable people just because it's like, oh, that's an emotionally heartfelt thing. Yeah, it is an emotionally heartfelt thing. They don't care about it. They've never cared about it. And we're acting like Ukraine is our little brother who's like been our best friend our whole lives, who's always been there through thick and thin. We don't know fucking dick about Ukraine. Look, Zelensky's getting shot at by like assassination squads and he's calling for a no-fly zone because he knows he's going to die any moment if Ukraine you know, gets swamped. But he's fighting for his life because he knows he could die at any moment. And he's saying shit that would provoke nuclear war because for him it's that or he dies. For anyone who's not in that situation to be saying let's do nuclear war or let's very seriously flirt with it is just being reckless and insane. Like the, 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 there's no way that that kills fewer total people than a land war between two countries, no matter how big they are. I have a question. How small a satellite state would this conflict have to be for us to not care? So obviously people care because it's Ukraine. Ukraine's a relatively big country. But if it was Romania or Bulgaria or Hungary or Slovak, you know, uh, Czechoslovak, you know, the Czech Republic or uh, Lithuania or Latvia or Estonia, like, would we give a shit or Moldova? Would we give or a shit Georgia. at all? No, probably not. In fact, we watched him invade Georgia and Chechnya yeah, and stuff and right, no one gave yeah, yeah. a shit. We only care because it's a big old country that right, we were thinking of, like, maybe is in the European orbit. Right. It's, it's this selective listing of, like, well, Turkey tried to get the EU. The EU said, suck my dick. And, like, all right, well, I guess we'll turn to fascism. Ukraine's like, please listen to the EU so Russia won't steal us. And the EU's like, yeah, we'll I mean, drag our they, heels. When they were fucking blowing up, like, Chechen Muslim orphanages, no one gave a shit. Right. Why is it's this just big now we care. Saying that? Now we care because it's a big European country. 
Right. And it's essentially a proxy war. It allows us to yeah. fight over, quote unquote, Ukraine, but it's really not a fight over Ukraine. It's a fight over which which big country is going to lead the rest of the world in the future. And if we actually gave a shit about While China this, bides its time, then we would have done something about it well before now. The time to fight this conflict was over the last 30 years since the breakup of the Soviet Union to find a sustainable politics for mending the Eastern and Western European divide that was the foundation of like the Warsaw Pact versus NATO Cold War conflict and to find a way to placate both sides in that so that they don't feel like that they need to go to each other's fucking throats. Instead, we're just like, well, let's expand NATO forever and make Russia feel marginalized and see what they do. Let's see how they we're, react. We're just playing brinksmanship with a belligerent power that we created. We'll just do a react video with them. We'll see how they react. So, so we're going to put an authoritarian dictator in place because we're tired of Soviets. And we're going to put all the money and power in the hands of like a handful of oligarchs. And then we're going to constantly poke the bear and just see what happens. Well, this is what happened. It wasn't that hard to foresee. He's been doing, Putin's been doing belligerent, aggressive military actions at a ramping scale for almost his entire presidency. He made his name as like a wartime leader. That's his whole thing. So, like, this was as foreseeable as possible that he was going to continue to do stuff like this. He even invaded Ukraine itself eight years ago. Did we know for sure he was going to invade exactly now and exactly to what degree? No, we didn't. But did we know that he was going to do something like this repeatedly? Yes, we did. Everyone's been saying he's a loose cannon the whole time. We all get it. No one can act surprised. This was not a surprise ambush attack. And to say, let's expand NATO by, like, double the number of countries, and when Putin actually himself asked to join NATO. He was like laughed at by Bill Clinton. It's like, well, I mean, what? Like, he's a piece of shit. But like, if you if you acknowledge that there's plenty of other pieces of shit that we do business with, you couldn't fucking placate them and like make give them formal recognition in a way that makes their ego soothed so they don't do dumb belligerent shit. I'm just saying, like, this is how international politics works. Most world leaders are not exactly fucking peaceniks, but to to act as though we should be in any way, shape, or form surprised that this person who feels increasingly pressured and marginalized and encircled by NATO is lashing out in a dumbass, violent, aggressive way and then be like, how could he have done this? What the fuck are you talking about? You idiots were saying he was going to do this for like 15 years. How did you not have a plan? Where are the realists and what was their plan? Because I don't know what it was. And even if we take a little bit of the blame away of like you squeezed him into a corner, like, you still knew he was going to be- behave badly even if you didn't squeeze him into a corner. He's, he's right. a piece of shit. But he, he, right, he, he, he kind of highlighted from a mile away what he's planning to do. So, again, should he be invading Ukraine? Obviously, he shouldn't be fucking invading Ukraine. No one should be invading anyone. But w- we couldn't have possibly said, oh, we didn't know this was coming, or we didn't set up the fucking dominoes in this way. I can't believe and you are just kind story. of watching them fall. You want to talk about fucking domino theory? Install Putin, install oligarchs, pressure them, see what they do. This is what they do. We should have fucking cooed him in the first year of his presidency if that was what we were actually worried about. Because he was clearly a strong man. Or never let him get there. Right. Just get someone with the ice pick to fucking get, get him. Well, that's what I'm saying. When, when Stalin was, like, killing his political opponents by the thousands, was anyone like, oh, he'll turn around? <laughs> he'll turn no, around. No, we, we all knew where that was going. Just one a, more. It's just like completely insane to act like now Putin's done it's it. One knee trick. Putin's been jailing his political opponents and like putting like polonium in anyone who bothers him overseas for, for <laughs> decades. This is not new. Nothing but a G thing. It's just insane to act like n- now Putin's evil. Okay.
Sure. You know, no it, one could have seen this coming. And it really, it really just so clearly reveals the the lie behind things like nuclear peace theory or like Thomas Friedman McDonald's peace theory. Yeah. Because all those are really saying is not that war can be prevented between quote unquote civilized countries. That's press and punditry where it's not my own words. It's saying that it's very unlikely that there, there will be direct war between superpowers with nuclear arsenals. People are still going to get crushed between them. Their interests are not going to wane in any way. Right. It's just going to, going to somewhat redirect that force towards people who have even less ability to combat it, as we're seeing now, which is it's just wonderful to see. Wonderful. And, and you know what? Ukraine is getting horribly fucked right now. And I would love to see anyone who could put forward a theory on how to prevent that that doesn't trigger nuclear war. I'd love to see it. I yep. don't know what it is. I haven't heard it yet. So if someone can show us what that is, please do so. Don't you think it was funny how everyone called Nixon a pussy for trying to disarm? Yeah. The denuke. Because, again, like, this is, a, this is a sickening and pointless invasion. It's almost exactly the same as, like, the war in Iraq where a powerful major power in the world is like, okay, we're just going to do an invasion. And, and, what, and, and dares the world to stop them. Right. It, it, right. Exactly. It's a great analogy. Now, it actually makes a little more sense for them to invade Ukraine. Oh, no, there's actually slightly more rational. It's still so, horribly evil, but, I, like, yeah, yeah. I know, but what I'm saying is, do you th where was this British fuck in 2002 saying well, the rest of the world will fight a nuclear conflict with America over invading Afghanistan? Right. Imagine if Britain was like, we're going to put a no-fly zone in Iraq against the U.S. We're going to have a no-fly zone over the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, Britain's Britain's going to start shooting down American planes over Iraq to save Iraqi moms. God, shut the fuck up. Where the fuck was that article, you fucking bloviating asshole? Yeah, in fact, this guy was probably in the room when the guy pressed the like white phosphorus button. Yeah, in in Iraq. I mean, fuck off. Shut off. It's just just it's just completely insane. Not even an attempt to hide the total lack of giving a shit when it's like a brown person or a Muslim person or somebody who doesn't recognize their ethnic identity across the other side of the world. But suddenly, when it's like a vaguely white person who's vaguely Christian, they're interested. Shut up! You you don't care about this. You've never cared about this. It's right? Totally it's the early part, like we know nothing about Ukraine as a people. America has zero relationship with Ukraine. Obviously, there are some Ukrainian Americans. Yeah, but, I mean, we're well, descended from Ukrainian. As I was going to say, in our family, even. But the point is, America does not have a strong diplomatic NATO tie to Ukraine. So yeah, anyone, which again, was the whole much, point, is pretty much just engaging in racial politics. If we wanted to get Ukraine into NATO, we should have done it five years ago so that this doesn't happen. And if we didn't want to get into NATO, we should stop acting like we did so Putin freaked out. But like the whole, pick. the whole reason. Why the EU, it was sketchy on Turkey and Ukraine. It's like, eh, they're not really European enough. But also because Turkey kept like turning more and more dictatorial. Yeah, I, but what I'm saying is even before Tur Erdogan took his worst turn, they yeah. tried to get the EU and he was like, fuck off, you're Muslim. Yeah. What I'm saying is European exceptionalism prevented these people who wanted to integrate, who wanted to be more European, who wanted protection of the West, from even joining, and now they're getting fucked over, and, and we're like, how can we have let this happen? We, do you think Ukraine yeah. regrets ever trusting the West? Absolutely. Like, do you think Ukraine's like, no, maybe we shouldn't have started being um, so like pro-European, seeing as they're watching us get butchered and don't give a yes. shit? Like, yes. To, to this guy's point, to the extent that you, let's pretend he was not an asshole. Let's pretend there is a point to this, which is like, we're letting Ukraine get fucked. Yeah, we are. Because we always were going to, because there was no mechanism by which we could prevent that other than committing ourselves to something we don't want to commit to. So, why would Ukraine have ever thought that, you know, Europe was going to be its ally? 
I mean, they're closer culturally and historically to Russia, and Russia's fucking them. So what the fuck do they expect from Europe? It's just, it's just completely insane. I mean, it's, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. It's like, you know, the Russian argument for invading Ukraine is like, oh, we're basically brothers. It's like, do brothers invade each other? <laughs> like, like, the argument is we're so close, which is why we're killing you. It's just really insane. You got, you know, they, they love that blood and soil argument, so they need to put more Russian blood in soil. Yeah, we need to put, we need to kill, have Russians killing Russians to, to invest the land. Fuck's sake. Anyway. Let's yeah, move none on. of that makes sense because they're all, they're all nakedly for power and ambition. Yeah. This is definitely not just because Putin's 70 and is a small dick now. Yes. Um, NBC News. Open the door or we die. Africans report racism and hostility trying to flee Ukraine. Thousands of African immigrants joining throngs of Ukrainians are trying to flee the country, saying they're facing red tape and discrimination. This is this is a real black pill moment for me. I'm confused. Yeah. I'll explain it briefly for the audience, even though I'm sure I already knows. Yeah, but basically, a lot of people in Ukraine are not actually ethnically Ukrainian. A lot of them are foreign exchange students or people studying or working there from abroad. People just traveling up north from Africa. And when there's two million refugees for a country many of them will not look like they're white Ukrainians. So when you're a black student trying to leave Ukraine because you're a refugee and you're getting stopped at the border because like, well, you're not Ukrainian. It's like, well, it doesn't matter if you're Ukrainian. You're trying to flee a war. But a bunch of black students are getting like pulled off of trains like it's the fucking Holocaust. And they're just like, no, you, you can't escape this war zone because you don't look Ukrainian. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 was, yeah, it came on the tail of like me feeling really good about like the, sh the showings of solidarity from, from countries in, in, in Europe and like reading about Poland, taking thousands of refugees and offering them all free health care. And then the next article I read like two days later is, hey, yeah, they're not offering them free health care. That's their right. It's not a fucking discount. <laughs> they're, they're offering to freely incorporate them despite not being naturalized to the Polish healthcare system. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And then, and then like two days later, I read these about Polish border authorities like denying you know, black teenagers, black pregnant women from entering the train before any white people do. So that's Which again, cool. I mean, it's Poland, so it's not really that I, surprising. That's exactly, I, I had that thought. I'm like, the first article, I'm like, oh, something to finally feel good about Poland. And then, and as everyone knows, Poland. Ukraine is made up 100% of white moms pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. There's a tweet I like for this kind of occasion. But basically, yeah, like it turns out that far right governments in Europe that were extremely racist are still far right governments in Europe that are extremely racist. Just because they say they're pro Ukrainian doesn't even mean yeah. they're helping them, let alone non white people who happen to be caught up in the crossfire. Yeah, it turns out fascists don't all have solidarity. They also like going to war with other fascists. Poland, who are like right wing psycho Christians, Catholics, would also like to engage in violence, like against Russian psychos. Like, yeah, fascism is not on one side. Yeah. Fascists fight all the time because that's their thing. They're warmongers. American fascists would like to fight war because they're psychos. People don't seem to get this. Yeah. There aren't two sides to conflict. There's every country's side to conflict. And also the foundational problem with ethno-nationalism is that it promotes right-wing ideology in each country against the other right-wing right ideology of each other country instead of any kind of unifying principle. Right. It leads to conflict between every country, not peace. At the same, We are at the same time saying... You know, white people or Europeans or Caucasians or whatever have to somehow band together to help Ukraine. But also, 
each of us has our own separate country that's extremely important. We're the most important ethnicity on earth and we're the true people. Like we're holding completely contradictory positions here. Right. It's and, a totally, and that's why it's not a cohesive worldview. They only make sense in this moment because we're like too confused and distraught and caught up in the horror of war to really think through the contradiction there. But the reality is almost none of these countries like each other on any foundational level because they all see each other as geopolitical rivals, as ethnic rivals, as religiously distinct. Like it's most Ukrainians – about half of Ukrainians are like atheists and the other half are orthodox. Well, Polish are almost all Catholic. So there's already a huge conflict there. They, should, they, they generally start doing religious tests to let people in. That's not even a joke. Like there's a reason why these countries all kind of split apart and fell in the way they did. And it has to do with not just, you know, race, but also linguistics, ethnicity, religion, all these things. Culture is a huge component of forming uh, national identity. And there's a lot of violent history between Poland and Ukraine, just like there's violent history between Russia and the Ukraine. So it's not surprising to me at all that they're being selective in how they treat this border interaction now, no matter how dire the situation is. No, no, is. there's blanket good guys, there's blanket bad guys. It's all very simple. Yeah. It's a big game of chess. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really disgusting. It, it's, it, you know, it's no surprise when, when this is how, when how politicians and when and how the, the media institutions, of at least the West, um, uh, frame things that they need to be so reductive and so like so childishly condescendingly placating as to always frame it as a good guy versus bad guy without any nuance that that we have you know polls coming out where you know 70 plus percent of americans think that we should institute a no-fly zone because they don't they don't know what that means all right, they, they think of like the hip-hop song it's a great propaganda term because it totally neuters it of the violence and the escalation that represents yeah. i say america we put a no-flex zone over us no more flex i'm tired of these kids flexing i mean trying to do with joe biden i think i may have mentioned this before in a way earlier episode but you know i i remember reading polls uh about public um opinion on a number of positions and potential actions yeah. uh, in, in afghanistan and i can't remember the exact number but i think it was like 35 to 50 percent of americans thought that if it could be guaranteed that we would mostly kill terrorists. We should drop a nuke in the Middle East. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's like, or just be uh, Ed Calder. Just say no, liquidate the place. You know, glass it till it's yeah. just lizards left from, from orbit. Yeah, they're like putting aside how how horribly fascistic, how horribly uh, terroristic that is, that is. Just shows a complete lack of humanity. It also just shows a complete lack of intelligence and, and political education understanding of, of geopolitics and and the consequences of extreme actions like that and uh yeah this is why because one interests want the public to be uninformed so that they can more easily guide them in ways that profit um politicians and the corporations that profit off of wars i mean there's been a glut of articles saying how excited investors are for an extended conflict um because it gives them more opportunity to sell weapons that we are sending and funneling into into ukraine um but also yeah it just it's why you can't really to a certain extent when it, when it comes to wars polling is, is so so useless like biden biden it's really worrying to me that that biden is being attacked not just from republicans who are saying that he's being too weak and not supporting ukraine enough by fighting the big bad russia but 
now we're getting all these polls that saying public support is against him on this too because the public doesn't fucking know what anything means. Oh, and because all the polls are push polls and rigged. Yeah. So it's not really that surprising. Like every one of those pollsters knew what they were trying to do before they pushed those polls. Like they, they don't do like in in a in a vacuum in a Rawlsian veil of ignorance. We're one in one country to attack one another. That's not how that's done. So the question is every like, single one of them. It's it, it, every one of these things would be like thrown out of court for being biased by information. Should America let innocent know? people die? Right. It's not framed in a way that's like, given that the options are letting a horrible humanitarian disaster happen on one hand and still having it happen, but possibly triggering nuclear war on the other hand, would you prefer the nuclear war to also happen? I mean, because that's what we're talking about here. And they're not being presented in, a, in that way because no one knows what the fuck that involves. So when you say no fly zone, it sounds like you're just saying, like, do you want to end the war? Do you want, does it, do you want America to push the button that ends the war with no consequences? Okay, cool, but that's not what it is, and that's obviously not what it is. So if you explain what it is and what it would mean, I don't think almost anyone would be for it because it makes no sense. Which is why the U.S. fucking yeah. military hasn't done it because even they know it makes no sense. Anyway, and as as Jason said, they want a world to keep shooting their guns in. Let's talk about something that does make sense. I'm suspicious. Russian cats are the latest to be banned from international competitions after the Ukraine invasion. <laughs> Taking mental damage. <laughs> from USA Today. Not just cats with Russian owners, cats descended from Russian breeds. There's now an ethnic litmus test if you are a Russian-descended cat. I, 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 I refuse to believe this. Read the article. I read the article because I couldn't believe it either. Literally, it's Cats like Russian are not moral actors. They're talking about like Russian short hairs being banned at a at cat uh, events, and I'm like, the cats don't have politics. Well, are they saying that the owners? But like, it's just like that ad where it's like everyone looks like their pet. Like, are they saying that the, <laughs> the owners cats, all look like the cats all look like Putin? The Russian cats are like owned by Russian owners and they don't want saying. them to profit they didn't just ban russians which is already insane to just ban russians randomly from cat competitions as if they like putin that's already insane they're banning cats of russian descent it's just like a the other article we read birds aren't real they're made by the government are all yeah i mean what yeah. the stakes here are insanely low but it is it, it is very stupid yeah, there's been so much of this, what, what essentially boils down to virtue signaling from companies and. and but it's not virtue; it's sin signaling. Yeah, yeah, there' better way to put it. It but, is incredibly stupid to do this kind of like red scare, Russophobia shit, especially with in, like non sentient beings that can't speak language. I want them, politics. I want them to like hold a microphone up to the cab, like, "Have you ever worked for the Communist Party? Ever been associated with?" That's like, yeah. yeah. Yet, <laughs> the, the the cat comes in with a big Z on it, like like the the cat's putting yeah. like Putin propaganda out there. Like, what do they fucking think's gonna happen? Holy shit! This one just—it's like the embodiment of how low can you go? How it, nonsensically removed from this actual conflict can you say it's? Still it's like it's like a, a sketch. It sounds like a comedy sketch, making fun. Yeah, of this it. is a sunny yeah. bit. The, yeah. the the gang fights the war in Ukraine by banning homeless Russian cats from their bar. Yeah. Just <sighs> that's a while you're wild you're wilding for that one, USA Today. And of course, because 
insane responses to this are not restricted to the virtue signaling liberals. From MSNBC News. Convoy picks up cars and anti-Ukraine talking points ahead of Washington arrival. The American offshoot of the Freedom Convoy is staging in Hagerstown, Maryland on Friday, ramping up for its final protest. So basically, now that Trump has created a fissure in the Republican Party, and this is what we were going to talk about from before, Jay, uh, now that he's created a fissure about whether or not the Republicans are supposed to be pro-Russia or pro-Ukraine on this, the elites have gone mostly pro-Russia, but the public has gone largely right, pro-Ukraine. Right, the Chinese are pro-Russia. Pro, pro, I mean, pro-Russia, pro, uh, while the elites have gone pro-Ukraine. Because the elites are all more hooked into like the American uh, blob, blob uh, intelligence apparatus stuff. Whereas the country is just kind of like, I'm a chud and Trump said he liked Russia. And that's it. And the Democrats said they didn't like Russia. Uh, what's the freedom convoy? Is that like his? You remember the stupid trunk? You remember the stupid truckers in Ottawa? It's that, yeah. but but America style. So what, gonna what do they do? I don't know what they're going to do because the one in, in in Canada was complaining about having COVID. to be masked and vaccinated. And we're all American truckers like aren't. Yeah. So like, what are they even complaining? I don't know. I guess they're complaining that Russia is getting slandered. I, I don't know. So go truck in Russia. I'm sure that's a fun job. Like ice trucking in Russia. That sounds sick. I can see Russia, they I, can see Russia from their truck. It's like a simulation game I should be playing. Yeah, the, uh, the, ice road truckers. Yeah. Russian ice road truckers. Yeah, you know, they're they're freaks heading over to to U Ukraine to to try to you know kill Russian child soldiers or whatever. Why why don't you go fight for Russia? There actually are some people going to fight for Russia. Yeah. This is one of the wildest ones. Well, this uh, the what's gotten more public attention is all the people going over to fight for Ukraine. Yeah, like, of there's so many so many boxers come out of that part of the world. And there's like 50 top, like high level boxers who are all now like punching Russia in Ukraine. It's funny. There was some there was an article that covered something so stupid I didn't want to go into detail, but basically they found some like 70-year-old Trotskyist who's having like Alzheimer's and became a born-again Christian and now thinks Russia's fighting Nazis in Ukraine to show that like it's the left supporting Russia. Because like, yeah, he got over to fight for them. Yeah, we found this crank who thinks it's the Soviet Union still. So the left loves Putin. You're trying those dementia-ridden women out of hospice. Yeah. The left hates point. Putin. How could that not be any Including in Russia. The Russian left is in jail because of Putin. And the left and the rest of the world views Putin as like the suicide bombing pilot for the plane that could have been going the right direction. I look at Putin the same way I looked at Saddam Hussein, which is a piece of shit dictator the U.S. installed for its own interests and then regretted. Oops. Doesn't make him left wing. The fact no. that he was grew up under the Soviet Union doesn't make him left wing any more than the fact that fucking someone right. grew up under Nazi Germany makes them right. -wing. It's like it's like calling Ayn Rand left wing. No, she was explicitly yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Just because you grow up under a thing, usually that means you don't like the thing. Not you. Yeah, she, she's left wing when she's writing for the New York Times. The rest of the time, she's not. So what is this freedom convoy protest? What are they even protesting? I have I have no idea. I'm sure it's just some Trump gibberish. It's what the like fuck's an anti-Ukrainian talking point. They're making our kids wear masks. They deserved it. They had it coming, folks. They had a revolution. in 2014 didn't go to the bad bad hombres. Like, what are they talking about? Trump, war. Trump, he's very smart. He invaded at the right time when I wasn't president.
Swore is actually all stage Call of Duty footage to distract you yeah. from the mass. They're trying to force on your children. Yeah, Activision has taken their evil to the next level. The we've entire been, country of Ukraine is right. crisis actors. We've started yeah. a coup. We've started a war so we can document it and see and and do the stop motion for it for our next Call of Duty game. It's gonna be amazing. We got Kevin Spacey back. Yeah. You remember when Trump was like trying to uh, force Ukraine to do political bullshit for him before he gave them aid? Oops. They had to do, like, a PR thing, yeah. Yeah, they had to, like, help him be corrupt before he would let them get military so, assistance. the appeal, um, this wouldn't have happened under Trump. This is why we have to elect him in 2024. Uh, when Trump comes in, he'll end the war with Ukraine with uh, with peace with Russia. I guarantee like, you that, it is, that is his appeal. It'll be like Reagan and the Iran-Contra thing, where he's like, even though I helped make, make sure this uh, problem right. stayed on going as long as possible behind the scenes, I can end it. Meanwhile, the Ukrainians fucking despise Trump because he actively sabotaged their military defense efforts for his own political reasons. So they fucking hate him. So he can't really just be like, I'm running on a pro-Ukrainian thing. So he's probably going to run on like, a, I can change Russia. I can change him. Yeah, and, change and, and Ukraine's petty. They're like it's Rosie O'Donnell. They're the salty yeah. bitches. No one understands Putin like I do. I can, I can end this with a, with a phone call. You know, like that kind of thing. It's like, well, maybe you should do that right now then. No. Yeah, wait till he's president. It's he's holding it hostage. It's just like the... Yeah. It's like the vaccine being held hostage. But if you, if you don't elect me, there would be a vaccine. Yeah, exactly. He always has a solution that's mysteriously just behind a paywall of him getting something. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, sign up for my Patreon. That's his, whole, that's his business MO. I can solve this Russia thing if you subscribe to Trump stack. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, very, very stupid. Stacks in our days. Yeah. yeah, I mean, his solution would be like, Disarm Ukraine, hand it to Russia. Yeah, we can end this conflict right now. Give like let Russia win. <laughs> exactly. Stop resisting. Just give them Ukraine, and then we can like extradite, you know, Zelensky or whoever else, and make sure they don't get killed, and then everyone's won somehow. Uh, yeah, that, that actually Maybe. probably is going to be. His I mean, hey, it's a solution, I guess. So it's a dumb yeah. fucking solution, but it's. I mean, I don't know what he would come up with that's better than that. No, I can't imagine anything. I, when, I, I when I'm president, the Russian short-haired cats, they'll be back. They'll be back in the competition, folks. You love to see them. Look at these beautiful cats. They're the best cats. But the Democrats to see these cats, it's unacceptable. That's what he'll run on, because he'll find the one dumb thing that they're doing unambiguously stupid and be like, this is the only issue. Me, me, I like to say pussy. The Democrats don't let you call them pussies anymore. I'm going to grab these cats and no one can complain about it. All right, that's enough Trump for me. Yeah. Thank God he's fucking out of it. Um, all right. Let's 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 wrap, folks. We got one more. I, I tried to find a fun animal article. I couldn't really, so I just found a weird animal article. All right, we'll take it. We got one with the cats. Yeah, the cat one, but it was also strange. From SciTech Daily. Oh boy! What is that? Visit it so often. Hail to the squid! New species of extinct vampire-like cephalopod with ten arms, named after Biden. What? They named an extinct ancient vampire squid after the extinct ancient vampire president. But it's not, it's, it's got, it's not even, oh, it's got tenor. I gotta see this thing. This is like a, it's a proto squid, yeah. This thing is Cthulhu. <laughs> Wait, this is like literally Cthulhu. Yeah, it's terrifying. What's it called? It's, it's just called Biden? Is it called Brandon or something? Like that? <laughs> yeah, let, let's go cephalopod. I'm just gonna Google Biden squid. I don't know what the FBI is gonna think. Uh, Silimpsipodi <laughs> <Silimpsi> Bideni. <laughs> Bideni. 
oh, this thing's old as shit. Oh my god. Yeah. It's 328 million years ago, which makes it a little older than Biden. Oh shit. Yeah, Aiden, you played Mass Effect yeah. 3? Yeah. It's like it's the Leviathan. It's got the long ass head yeah, and yeah. it's got eight limbs, but it's got two big long like arm limbs out ahead. It's very similar to modern squid. What the fuck? This thing's awesome. It's got the mustache, the, the Cthulhu thing shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And it has huge anime eyes. Yeah, I fucking love nature, man. Nature's so much better than humanity. We're a part of it, but we're the bad. We got the, the eco-fascism mass effect for As for why the researchers named the Biden. animal after Biden, Wayland said that the publication was accepted soon after the president's inauguration and the Jan 6 insurrection. I wanted to somehow acknowledge the moment in a way that was more positive and forward-looking, he said. By having this nightmare squid? So <laughs> congratulations, Biden. You got the nightmare vampire squid. And some loser got in the office and we had a fascist. Your legacy coup? is intact. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy, who, what scientist wrote this? Could call it the Antifa squid or something. This is like the comet being named Dibioski. This is great. Yeah. This is like naming a highway after yourself. You know, buying a highway for yourself. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is this is squid game. The real squid game. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's like the the long lasting from the Gilded Age image is that industries have tentacles over all of our yeah. branches of government. And that is just as true as it's ever been. It's also um i getting art ideas it's also kind of funny that that uh, you know these guys are are studying underwater animals and one is called whalen yeah. the other is called land man these superheroes look they had to break up the two realms they yeah yeah they're y yin and yang <laughs> you know it's not like everyone has silly crank names in academics but if you do it's a lot easier to get published exactly it's a boon born into success Born into mafia. <laughs> yeah, All right, that's a cute well, little fellow. You know, we we managed to make cuter. this one cute somehow. By not a motorcycle. No, it's a vampire. It's an extinct vampire squid. I think we should use this Biden on a motorcycle and just replace his head with the squid, or just replace the motorcycle with the squid. Oh, he's riding the squid. There you go. Oh, hey, got an even better one. I'm sure this thing was huge. What event is this from? Where they're riding sick motorcycles? Man, my VP could ride a motorcycle. That's why. That's why I love and respect her. Yeah, I read one article that said they were going to send her to Russia, and I was like, "You think that's a good idea?" <laughs> and then she can get rejected at the Polish border. I was going to say, like, you really think they're going to like be be respectful of that? I, I don't know. But I'm sure it will be funny for us. <laughs> it would be very funny if Kamala Harris gets abducted by Putin. Uh, in, in Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, folks. That's that's all I got. It's our been a rollicking, you know. I gotta get whatever. one of these Joe Vibin t-shirts. Yeah, these are good shit. Next time we'll we'll probably have something longer and denser. But you, you got off, you got off with an easy and angry one this time. Oh no, I found the worst image of all time. Oh, that's my cue to get Greg out of here. Catch you next time. Bye. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. 
If you enjoy what we do here at the Non-Essential Workers Podcast and you want to support us, please check us out at patreon.com slash non-essential workers podcast or by clicking the link below. For five bucks, you get access to the Patreon feed and twice, that's right, twice as many total episodes. How many more? I'll say it one more time for the back, twice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks and see you next time.